Hey there, everyone. I'm Zach Rusk of the Tuscarawas County Convention and Visitors Bureau. When the leaves start to change their color and the air takes on that slight chill, it can only mean that it's time for fall, which means it's time for fall festivals. One of Ohio's longest-running festivals celebrated this time of year is Sugar Creek's Ohio Swiss Festival, who is celebrating their 70th anniversary. Anything that long-lived is bound to have some unique offerings and interesting stories. Today, Swiss Festival President Scott Gerber shares some of those with us. Grab your best alpine hat and get ready to scale the other side of Tusk. Welcome back to the other side of Tusk. I'm here with Scott Gerber, president of the Swiss Festival. Now, Scott, I want to talk about the history of the Swiss Festival. Like, what what led us to where we are today? That's an interesting question because it always asked how did it land in Sugar Creek and what's unique about it. But if you have ever traveled to Sugar Creek, you'll first see some of the Swiss architecture that's in the area. So the the area leaders, the mayors, the the business people back in 1953 wanted to celebrate and put something together to uh, celebrate their Swiss heritage that ended up in Sugar Creek and the cheese making. Back in that time there was uh, well it's documented well over 40 cheese makers in Tuscarawas County in that little area alone. Now very little cheese making going on in the area but uh, we're low in volume but high in quality because Gugusburg and Pearl Valley are some of the still the award-winning cheeses that are going on in the United States. So those dignitaries back in the day, they decided, hey, we want to celebrate this. And it started off back in the day, uh, uh, chicken barbecues and uh, novelty games. And it morphed from there to what we know as the uh, Swiss Festival that we see today. So you mentioned that cheese making has kind of taken a step back. Do they still have a, does Gugisburg and Pearl Valley still have a representation at the festival? They still have a representation. We do have a wine and cheese area. It's located in the fire station on the grounds. And that's been uh, chaired by April Beachy, who's our vice president. That, that's that been an anchor for our, for our Swiss festival because it's winery, wine making has gotten popular. Even in our area, there's a significant amount of winemaking in our area. Couple that with uh, showcasing some of our champion cheesemakers that are still here. That's become a good little anchor inside there. We put some um, acoustical entertainment in there. It turns out to be a really nice evening or day, however you want to spend it. And we find that if we have some of these areas that you can get out of maybe some inclement weather that happens from time to time, uh, those are good places to go and you can hang out and we're still, we don't have to lose too much as far as maybe volume for people to escape. Because we are Mother Nature, we're at the mercy of Mother Nature with an outdoor festival. So, you know, in, in the day when they got things started, I don't know if they knew there would be 70 of them, but uh, it took everybody to do their part to get us to where we are. So, yes, uh, and the yodeling contest became a really popular event we do that on main street on saturdays that kind of kicks our kicks off our saturday activities we have uh, some tributes we honor some of the past leaders and dignitaries and uh, it takes a lot of work you know it's a lot of years of volunteering and passion to keep it going and uh, the group that i'm involved with right now the committee and the board of directors that uh, are on board right now that's how we came aboard just because uh, the festival was there for us and uh, we wanted to see that it stayed for others, and we hope that uh, continues. 75 is a nice number to look at, and here, here you know, it's around the corner. It's, it's almost turned like, even for me, the 
part that I like is a homecoming for a lot mm -hmm. of uh, Sugar Creek people. Clash reunions are scheduled around this event. It brings a lot of people to the area. We're probably, you know, you're probably looking at fourth and fifth generation families that are returning to Sugar Creek, Ohio, no matter where they're at in the United States. They're coming back to see uh, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, and they want to see the Swiss Festival and bring their kids there. And so it really is a reoccurring uh, love affair of uh, what we'll call a uh, Swiss nation, I guess we'll call it. So, but yeah, it's always been well attended. Uh, if you haven't gotten the impression already uh, from everything Scott said so far, the Swiss Festival is one of the bigger events in Tuscarawas County, um, entering their 70th year. Scott, what do you feel sets the Swiss Festival apart from other festivals that are similar? I think the wine and cheese is a novelty. We try to wear our Swiss decor. There's a Swiss dress from the, the uh, Bern community that's in Switzerland. It's a traditional dress. That's involved in our competition also on Main Street at noon. Uh, Swiss costumes, youngest in costume. And there's a lot of heritage with that. And people come and they see that. We've had people come up to us and say, can I take your picture if you're wearing that Swiss attire? It's just a, a unique thing. That, the Swiss architecture that we promote in, the, in our village, you can see all the, the different uh, woodworking and the Swiss fronts, and we have painted murals on our storefronts, and uh, some of them used to be animated, some of those workings aren't as much. We got the world's largest cuckoo clock in Sugar Creek now, and that was from uh, several, I don't know, eight to ten years ago. They got that venture, and they, it looks beautiful downtown. There's visitors all the time to see that. And I think it's just the cheese making and the cheese competition. You talk to our cheese makers, even though there's not very many of them now, they'll swear by our agriculture in our area. Our, our grasses, our farmers, they care deeply about what they're putting out there. Uh, we have, of course, the music. It's always free. All you have to do to get to the festivals, you might have to pay a couple bucks to park. But all of our entertainment is free. And uh, we're proud of that. We've expanded that entertainment to a pavilion area behind the fire station, acoustical inside the wine and cheese. We put entertainment on Main Street now. And, and new this year, we got acoustical in our craft beer tent, which is, a, I think this is our fourth year for that experience. And that's growing. So we're trying to get to our local people in our area and show their talent even though it is a Swiss festival, it is our Swiss heritage, we are lacking a little bit of the Swiss industry, the cheese industry, but we're still trying to celebrate our area and what, what we have to offer, and I think that's cool. I, I would agree with that. I've seen the pictures of the, during the festival. I mean, downtown Sugar Creek's picture has to begin with, mm -hmm. but as soon as you add in the costumes and the parade and everything, it looks like it's cut straight out of Western Europe. It's beautiful. Yep, that's a lure. And then uh, I think the, another... Uh, group that uh, used to be stronger than they are now that's called the Wally Bynum Airstream Club. And then Winkleplex Grove, which is just outside of town on Sugar Creek's property, 200 plus Airstream trailers would call Sugar Creek their national rally. And they had over the years such a great time at the festival. They're now down to about 100 to 150 that shows up due to weather. But they still heartily uh, support us and come into the area and they spend a lot of visitation dollars. 
in our area for dinners and they're here for almost seven days and they partake in some of the fair and then they travel in our area. Yeah, they've been a big time supporters to our festival and they love it and they come back every year. And uh, so like what I said, it's, like, it's kind of like a homecoming, yeah. Now earlier you mentioned yodeling and I, I want to ask about some of the more unique events that happen at the Swiss Festival. Yodeling, of course, I already said. And uh, correct me if I say this wrong, Steinstossen? Yeah. Could you, could you talk about those things a little bit? I can't tell you how it started other than Swiss culture and games that would be uh, partaking there. If you would, uh, if you go in search of those things, there wasn't a lot of uh, manufactured entertainment. So it was uh, games of skill, strength, amateur status, and rock throwing became one of those things. There's also a swing fest. If you Google that, it's a really popular Swiss thing. We have brought that to the Swiss Festival along with our rock throwing. Um, our local wrestling coach, he's passionate about it and wrestling and the technique, and you get a little history lesson on that. And there's a certain way they grab each other. But back to the rock throwing, the men's rock is 138 pounds and the women's rock is 75. And 70 years they've been um, carrying on that competition. And uh, it's, it takes a lot to get that energy to throw those rocks and to do what that, to get it out there to any distance to win. And we have a current New Philadelphia guy that's going to be Jeff Bittaker. He's going to be throwing in his 50th event oh, wow. this year. And uh, we're looking forward to him and him coming. And uh, we keep marks on all that. And, we've, of course, we have record throwers. And Judd Logan from North Canton, he was an Olympic hammer thrower. He came down in the mid to late 80s and... Uh, he, filled, he was so entertaining. He filled that hill with a lot, of, a lot of people that wanted to see that. It's a game of strength and how you can handle that. And A lot of people try. We put prize money out there for the winner. If you have a record-breaking throw, Festival Breaker, it's a $500. And we have a, a good sponsor that helps us with Simpson's Salute. He, he helps us contribute to that. So that's always entertaining. There's sessions on Friday and then there's two sessions on Saturday. Saturday's also when the Schwing Fest will do its demonstration. I think that'll run for 6 o'clock on Saturday for about an hour and a half or so, and then we'll get into the rock throwing. But Yeah, all good. And yodeling, hey, I got one for you. Hodelay, 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 There you go. So It's better than anything I could do. Very impressive. <laughs> So those competitions started when uh, I think they were just trying to keep in with the spirit of things. And if you show up at noon on Saturday for that yodeling contest, which I think is going to start around 1230, sign-ups and everything, Swiss costumes, cheese. We got cheese eating this year. Hey, there you go. You get to eat some free cheese. See how fast you can do it. But the yodeling, there's very accomplished people that will get up there. And then there's novice just like me. I always said this act that I got third place one year. Oh yeah, in my yodeling contest, in, in the yodeling contest. Hmm. But I don't tell many that there was only three contestants. <laughs> it's all in how you frame it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> right on. So these aren't really these aren't one-off contests, like or these aren't one-off carnival games. Like people, people come in, and take this stuff really seriously. It sounds like. No, that's a good point. 
we're proud of the fact that even though we had a North Canton Olympian come in and say, hey, come, come I'm going to throw this thing, he brought all his uh, workout buddies. So we really had, for about four or five years while he wanted to keep doing this, he was passionate about it. He brought his buddies. So that's another thing that's happened. Um, a lot of other people say, hey, I threw this rock. You won't believe where I was. I was in Sugar Creek, Ohio, and uh, I threw this rock. And then their buddies come. And and then, of course, YouTube and social media, that really does help advertise you and, and get some of that out there. And uh, so we, we take advantage of all that that we can. But, yeah, it's a thrill. There's a, and there's people that have said, I've seen every contest they've ever had, and they're proud of it. They get their lawn chair. They get there early, and they want to see it. So, yep, it's good stuff. Yeah. So as if you didn't have enough reason to go to the Swiss Festival already, like we said before, this is their 70th year. Incredible milestone. Scott, are you doing anything special to celebrate year 70? So year 70, we've, we kind of went back. The group worked hard, and what ideas could we come up with that were maybe reoccurring but have been absent? So I think almost 20 or 25 years ago, the Ohio State Alumni Band made a trip to Sugar Creek, Ohio, and went into our grand parade. Now, we have a kiddies parade of Swiss adventures. There's all kinds of categories. Garraway Local Schools is off on Friday to celebrate this and it's always been part of the deal and they have a kiddies parade at two o'clock on Friday. Those kiddie parade winners are invited to the grand parade. So in our grand parade you're going to see all kinds of other things besides just marching bands and floats and other things like that. You'll see kids and their 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 goats, their bicycles, and they're all decorated. We're trying to get the SBA, our, our business association, to jump in and do some old-fashioned floats. And back in the day, they pulled all kinds of things with a little garden tractor down the hill, and we're promoting that. But this year, we went back and we contacted Ohio State Alumni Band, and they will be making the trip to Sugar Creek to uh, commemorate our 70th, and they're going to do a marching performance in the parade. And then after the parade and a light lunch, they're going to join us down behind the fire station at 5 o'clock on Saturday, and they're going to do a performance for us. So that's really cool for us. That's really neat. We reached out to some local bands. Sometimes it's hard for us to get bands. We had a great response. I think we have up to six other local high school bands that are going to be in that parade. And we have uh, lots of queens from the other festivals and events that uh, participate with the Swiss Festival. So just like our queens participate with those festivals, they participate with us. I think there'll be close to 40 different queens from uh, other festivals in the state of Ohio. Wow. And they'll participate in our parade. So the parade, you line up, it, uh, people will save their seats on Friday night. They stake their claim to their real estate. And they're ready, they're, they're, they're hours before the parade just to get a glimpse of what's coming down the hill. Very exciting. I guess let's get the obvious question out of the way. What are the dates for the festival this year? Traditionally, if you can't remember dates or times, it is always earmarked to be the fourth weekend after Labor Day. So you follow the calendar in years to come, you'll find that sometimes it hits us in September and sometimes it hits us in October. This year, it's September Thursday. We start off, uh, we call it Locals Night, kind of. We kick it off on Thursday. Concessions, rides, contests will start. We have a big wheelie race for the local kids. 
elementary kids. We have a Queen's Contest. We have a Swiss Miss, uh, which is the Youth co Queen's Contest. Um, those activities take on. We're going to have a Garaway Marching Band. Uh, they'll do a little concert for us on Thursday night. We'll have some uh, entertainment on the grounds at the pavilion. So that locals night is really kind of cool to kick it off because the kids don't have school the next day and they can stay out a little later and mom and dad can have some free time and enjoy the festival while their kids are doing that. So it starts off Thursday, September 28th. Friday it'll start off at noon on September 29th and then noon again on Saturday. Well, but Saturday is a little different. Over the last while we've had a cheese chase. We call it the cheese chase. Mm. It's a 5K run, and we have offered the 10K run. That's a whole group of uh, passionate people that love running, and they started it off uh, years ago. We did have it. That's been probably running strong now at least 15 years again, and that's always a little nice little start off to a Saturday morning in Sugar Creek running the hills, and, of course, everybody has their signature uh, part of the race, and we got, you know, a killer hill. We got a killer hill in the race, but that goes on. That starts at sign-ups at 7, and the cheese chase commences at 8.30. Our craft tents, 9 to 9. We've had a great addition to our craft tent. That's grown over the years. Um, then we're going to have Alphorns, which is obviously part of the Swiss culture. Uh, we have a group of 20 to 30 strong this year that are going to be playing all weekend long all parts of the ground, some concerts, some just lay it down on the street and start doing it. So it's going to be kind of unique this year when you go through Sugar Creek. You're going to hear Alphorns probably most of the time, 24-7. So those Alphorn players, uh, they're very passionate. They're interested. There's lots of history behind it. and uh, So that's pretty cool. And then we got the Grand Parade. We, we always do a military tribute. That's good. Our entertainment is going to be in four or five different locations throughout the grounds. Never disappoints. The craft brews always supported by local breweries in our area. This year, Lockport, Hoodletown, and uh, Wooly Pig uh, from Coshocton uh, will be joining that. So lots of things to do. Lots of, Can't forget to mention one of the largest anchors that maybe besides cheese, if you've never been to the Swiss Festival, is the apple fritters. The Mennonite Church started that with, uh, let's try some fritters, and it expanded to a full-time, three-day, 24-7 business of slicing apples, day of, getting, getting your batch prepared, bring it down, fry them as you order, not, you can't really make them up too far ahead of time because you want a fresh, hot apple fritter. You take that dusting of uh, powdered sugar, and uh, it's a real treat. It's a real treat. They sold out last year, so it's really popular. It's a really good little thing. So make sure you get your fritters. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, if, uh, if guests want to learn more about the festival, is there a phone number they can call or a website they can visit? Well, like everything, we certainly do have a website. It's ohioswissfestival.com. And then, of course, we, you can correspond through us through a Gmail, ohioswissfestival at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and certainly the website goes. And we have Facebook. We're, we'll be generating a lot of information here in the near future with events and postings and getting that out. Scott, sounds like there's a lot of for folks to get excited about this year. I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for having us. Check out Ohio Swiss Festival's Facebook page to see a detailed breakdown of the festival schedule or visit www.ohioswissfestival.com. 
You can learn more about other attractions in the area at the Tuscarawas County Convention and Visitors Bureau's website, www.traveltusk.com, or by calling 1-800-527-3387. If there's someone you'd like to hear on the other side of Tusk, you can let me know at office at traveltusk.com. I'm Zach Rusk, and we'll see you next time on the other side of Tusk.